Welcome to The Savvy Session, your go-to podcast about elevating your life and business, sprinkled with a little bit of fun. This podcast is brought to you by Elevate Performance Solutions and Revolu IT Services. And now, here are your hosts, Kirsten Ramos and Paula Kircher. Happy New Year and welcome to The Savvy Session Season 3. Ah, I'm so excited for 2024. I'm excited to be with all of you and um, with Paula again. And as I was reflecting on um, not only 2023, but, you know, looking back on, on my life, you know, I wanted to pose a question out there to the audience of, do you ever look back at your younger self and say, man, I really wish I would have had different guidance or options or someone to have my back to help me through some decisions that I ended up making or not making. Well, I certainly have done this internal exercise with myself. Paula, what about you? Yeah, Chris and I definitely have too. I've asked this question a few times, but I guess those are the lessons we learn as we go through life. Um, But luckily today, our next guest specializes in helping young women answer the questions like, what major should I study in? What job fields are right for me? How do I learn to navigate life while living away from my family? And where do I make friends in this new place? Hello and welcome Brenna Potter, the founder of Coaching to Confidence. Brenna, can you share a little bit more about your career journey with us? And what inspired you to become a life coach, specifically focusing on empowering and supporting young women? Oh my goodness, well, what an introduction. Thank you, ladies, for having me. Um, I always love starting off with this question because I talk to all my coaching friends and I'm like, oh my gosh, tell me your coach story. Like, how did you get here? So um, for me, it started actually when I was 19. So it's been quite a few years in the making. I've kind of always known this is what I wanted. Um, And it stems from my own experience when I was in college. Um, I just, I didn't like anything that I was studying, you know, like very passionately. And I didn't know what to do with that. You know, there's no career for the kid who doesn't know what they want to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> they just yeah. tell you to pick something and good luck. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I reached out for help and I went to all the people I could possibly talk to to help. And I just didn't feel like anybody was really seeing me and helping me see myself to figure out what I wanted. And I decided, you know, how do we, how do we fix that? Did a whole lot of soul searching and actually found the coaching industry and fell in love with it. Um, so I decided then and there, that's what I was going to do. And I just felt really, really called to the work. Um, but unfortunately it was class of 2020. So of course the pandemic threw all those plans off. Um, but it was, it was a blessing in disguise, I think, because I went into HR for two years and gained so much experience in that time. I learned tons about people and business management and leadership. So, um, it's been quite a journey to get here, but it's always, you know, this moment right here where we're speaking is always where I wanted to be. So it's great to be here and just be able to talk about it and do what I do every day and support these women. I love this so much. And I love that you started off in HR because as someone that plays on the the very end of HR, the learning and development space, I always, you know, think the people who do HR, HR is what I call it, um, it, there's so many things to learn that it's like, I didn't know that, so many laws and rules and, and, uh, and other things. So um, I love that that's where you started. What I'd love to know 
because even though you're not very far removed from your client base, as far as you say, it's a long time ago, it's not that long ago. Um, <laughs> but that said, what do you think are some of the common challenges that young women often face today? And how do you guide them in overcoming some of these obstacles or challenges? Mm. This one I've talked a lot about recently, and I think it's just confidence, which is funny because that's in the title of my business, Coaching to Confidence, but it really is the biggest thing. And I I say that because there's a lot of factors that go into it. And when you're on a journey of self-discovery, I think the foundation to that confidence is learning how to trust yourself. And that underneath that, you have to learn how to get really honest with yourself about what you want. Because if you can't do that, you're not going to be able to take those steps to gain that trust in yourself and build that confidence. So I think that's one of the biggest things I see in a lot of the questions I've been asked when I interact with these young women. It's it's always at some level they're not confident to speak up or they're not confident in their decision. Um, and it's just one of those things you have to kind of poke holes in. Um, so to answer your question, how do I guide them through that? My kind of base to all of this is identifying your values because I think knowing your values at your core sets you up for so many of your decisions. And if you want to be living an aligned life, if you want to be living life on your terms as what you'll see on all my branding and things, you know, you got to know what you stand for and you got to be willing to make that choice every day. Um, But it takes practice. So. (laughs) Well, I feel like it's hard to tell someone no, or that doesn't align with my values. And I love how you said living an aligned life. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, Man, I, I I feel like okay. Do you do you help forty seven right. year olds? <laughs> yes, our oldest. Old yeah, I mean transparently, I do. I've had clients from eighteen to sixty. I love working okay. with anybody. Perfect. I okay. Good to know. More on that later. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. But um, yeah, but all of that is done through my one-on-one coaching for these young women. And I sit down with them individually and I tell them, you know, first, we're going to start figuring out like, who are you right now? Who do you want to be? Right. All the values work is built into that. And then we're going to make the plan together. And if you want me to like hang around and help you with the plan, great, let's do it. Yeah. If not, at least you're set up and you know where you're going now. You don't have that uncertainty and that lack of direction. Yeah. No, and I love that. Just like thinking more about yourself and like what your core values are and building that roadmap of yourself. I didn't do that when I was young. You just kind of went from college, went to a job and thinking it all just happens on its own, not really knowing that you should really invest in time in yourself and figuring out what aligns with you. So love hearing that. And Brenna, would you mind sharing a success story with us where you witness significant positive changes in a young woman's life through coaching? Yeah. So I had a client kind of late summer to fall last year. And um, so actually in the UK going to university and she's her whole life, like, I want to be a lawyer. This has always been my dream. And she was just so set. And we had a few sessions together where she was telling me all about this. And then suddenly she comes in and says, actually, I don't think that's going to happen anymore. I'm questioning everything. And so she tells me the whole story of why she's questioning it. And two sessions after that, She's like, I feel so confident that I'm leaving this behind, even though I've spent my entire, you know, teenage life thinking this is where I was going to go. But now at 22, I'm sitting 
saying, I'm going to go into the mental health space. I'm going to be a practitioner. I'm going to work in neuroscience. I'm going to go learn so many different things. And I want to be a helper and a healer. And I'm going to do it through science. And I just, it gave me chills listening I, to her. I'm getting chills. And I'm not <laughs> a homeless person. I wasn't even involved yeah, in this. That's like, a huge decision you know yeah and she she was really not confident at first and as we just talked through it more we went through some role play and things like okay how how would you explain this to people in your life who see you as this like future lawyer and Mm -hmm. how do you see yourself what is that future version of you look like in neuroscience and by the end of those sessions she was just like I'm so excited and I can't wait to see what I do so I think that's one of my favorite more recent stories (laughs) I mean, I love that. And it, it always, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm wondering like, oh, was it always that, hey, you're super smart. You should be a lawyer. Because mm-hmm. I, I was just having this conversation with someone the other day where it's for whatever reason in at least in the U.S., we're like, oh, uh, doctors and lawyers. <laughs> and it's like there are many, 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 many other fields you can go into if you are uh, smart, if you are mediocre. If you, what, yeah. And, and I love even looking at all of your, um, you know, your website and everything that it's not even the path of college. It's like your path, whatever that is. It could be the trades. It could be something completely different. It could be an associate's degree. It could be, you know, you run the gamut. And I, I love that because I think that's also something that we in the States have put a lot of pressure on is college, is university, is, you know, that that's the way to go. Or, or it's lesser. Yeah. And I love that you are more like, no, I'm here to help you figure it out. Whatever it that you're figuring out is. Yeah. So I love that. <laughs> Speaking of society, let, let me ask you a question about society. Um, how do you address kind of that balance between, you know, personal development and also those societal expectations that are put on young women, um, you know, for better or for worse. And then what advice do you give them to help them navigate those pressures while staying true and aligned to themselves? Yeah. Oh, this question is fantastic. I, and, and the first thing that comes back to my mind, like we started off talking about is that values piece. It's, yeah. it's become so important in my own journey that I, I feel like I have to teach that to others because it really has laid a perfect foundation. I mean, you're not always going to get everything you want. We know life's not perfect and humans aren't perfect, but you can set yourself up to make decisions that are super close to what you want, regardless of what society is telling you. Um, Of course, we have all these different societal expectations and it varies between men and women. We're very familiar with this, but I think how we react to them and interact with them just depends on our own situations and also your own comfort level and standing up for yourself. I could not tell you at 19, like, nope, I'm going to go off and I'm going to do this thing. And it's going to be amazing and perfect. And I don't care what mom and dad say. I don't care what the world says. I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified. I was like, I don't know how to run a business. What does a life coach even do? But as I stepped into my values more, I said, okay, yeah, I can do this. And it might be difficult and it might be challenging, but I believe and it aligns with my values and what I want for my life. So I'm going to take the chance. I'm going to do it. So I think you have to find the courage to make that decision for yourself, whatever it looks like. And like you said, Kirsten, it's it, it could be trade school. It could be college. It could be an associate's degree. It could be just getting work experience. It's whatever you want it to be, but you have to have the courage yeah. to take the steps. Yeah. Um, so 
identify those values and have the courage to go after it. And I think that's key, that that courage word. I know a few people just growing up that there was an expectation of them from, you know, from maybe their parents or family to be a certain, um, have a certain career path. And so I think some of them now today, as they're older, didn't have that courage and aren't happy with the job they are doing. So I think that's huge, that courage word, because it does, it's hard. It's not something where you can, it's easy to stand up to your family and say, no, I want this other path. Sometimes it's easier just to stay on it. And you think, well, I I will be happy once, Mm. you know, I'm down the road in that path at that job. But now as you get older and you've been in it for you know, a number of years and realize you're unhappy. But I guess the other thing too, that we can say is that you can always do a pivot. You know, if you took that path, you doesn't mean that's the only path you can take. So. (laughs) Oh, 100%. I always joke with my coach friends, like permission to change your mind. Like we love telling each other that. I like that. (laughs) Permission. I love it. I feel like I'm getting so many nuggets out of this that I'm like, oh, I'm using that. Oh, I've got, I gotta write this down. I'm, I'm going to use that in in my daily, daily conversations. I think we're always so hard on ourselves, you know, that giving permission, when you said that, it kind of gave me like a sense of relief that I need to say that to myself more, like (laughs) give myself permission to make that change or make that decision. So I think that's great advice, you know, of saying, especially as we're starting the new year, you know, for things just to always give ourselves permission and be kind to ourselves um, in making those decisions. Yeah. Yeah. I know that We've been talking on some serious subjects here, but we want to kind of shift a little bit here. And since one of our focal points is on fun, what is something that brings you joy in your work? Humor. Uh, bring humor into it. Like you just said, we've been, we're pivoting perfectly. Yeah. What I talk about with my clients is very deep. It's very emotional, you know, and when they let me in and they trust me like that, sometimes you got to break the wall and you just got to start laughing with each other. I mean, part of my job is to call you out when you're not doing what you promised yourself you would do. Right. But if I can do that in a gentle way where I'm saying like, Hey, come on, like, girl, is this really what she wanted? I don't think it is. And we can laugh it off and then get a little like, okay, for real, what are we going to do about it? It just makes it so much easier. So I think it's a lot of fun because it's different with each client on like how they like to joke and you know what those boundaries are with them. So it's kind of fun to figure that out. Um, but yeah, that's the best part. I, I love humor. I mean, obviously when, you know, humor can be well-timed and it can, it can flop, but what you're describing is just a real way to build that relationship and that trust level. And I, I love that. Um, so much. And especially when you think about, um, all of the deep conversations you're having with your clients and having that moment of levity to just yeah. be like, oh, okay. Now it doesn't seem so scary. Let's make that plan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. I always tell my clients, like it, there's going to be points where you feel like you're talking to a friend. That's good. I want you to feel that way. <laughs> yep. We're, yeah, exactly right. You want them to be as open with you as they would. Well, maybe even more open hopefully yeah. more open. Maybe they can't say certain things to their friends. Yeah. Uh, oftentimes. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And Brenna, because we're in January and, you know, our theme of this month is goals and resolutions. And we'd love to get from your perspective, what are your feelings toward them? Do you make these resolutions or do you set goals? Do you adhere to them? Do you think that they're 
a waste of time. What What's your candid uh, thought process on goals and resolutions? I love it. You're like probably reading my facial expressions already. <laughs> um, okay, so I'll, I'll be very candid. I'm not the biggest fan of like New Year's resolutions type goals. I think it has such a connotation of, and, and people get so motivated because they're like, oh, everyone's doing it. I'm jumping on the bandwagon. I'm going to better my life. I'm going to better myself. And like what happens when that motivation inevitably drops? You fall off the wagon with what you're doing and you can very quickly spiral into feeling some not so fun things about yourself. So true. <laughs> so I don't like to look at it in that perspective, but of course I do as a coach, I love goals. So I think like setting quarterly goals and yearly goals as kind of like miles, yes. mile markers yes. is a good thing. Um, the key is just being committed. And I think that's why I, I personally have a coach. It's why I believe so strongly in coaching because sometimes you need that extra accountability to yes. make it happen. But I love that because I, I look at it very similarly. I think about resolutions mm-hmm. as this is, hey, you're going to do this by this time, but it's more of like, eh, and if I don't, no one else does either. But goals, it's more of you're you're looking at, it's, I mean, in my mind, it's more heart-centered. What do I want to accomplish and how am I going to get there? A resolution almost seems like it's a statement. And then when I blow it, inevitably, although I'm doing well with dry January, so. Um, but, <laughs> but that said, it's like when you blow it, you're like, ah, well, I blew it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of re- refocusing and saying, nope, this is a goal of yours. You haven't hit it yet. What can you do to meet those, those milestones that you have set for yourself? Yeah. And I agree. I'm in the same bucket. I, I prefer setting goals that resolutions you can, like you said, you know, might not complete them. And then you're like, oh, you know, I knew I wouldn't do it. But right. with goals, if you're you're mindful of them, what you really want to accomplish for the year, um, then it just motivates. For me, it's motivate more motivation than doing a resolution. I agree. Absolutely. I love yeah. that reflection process, but yes, key word was heart-centered space that I heard there. I love that. <laughs> oh, I thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Brenna, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with us. Is there anything you'd like to highlight or plug before we let you go? Oh, well, thank you for that opportunity and just such a wonderful conversation. Um, I would just say like, you know, if anybody who's listening wants to learn more about what I do or keep in touch or have a conversation, I'm always open to that. You can find me on Instagram um, at coaching to confidence 23 DM me, let's chat. I hang out there in stories all the time. Um, And I've got a really fun relaunch of a weekly support group coming up soon. So definitely stay posted on my socials so you can learn more about what that will be like. I love that. Um, I'm now I'm like, okay, let me go check this out. Um, (laughs) Brenna, thank you so much for coming on, for sharing with us. Um, It's been a real pleasure and I appreciate you so much. Um, To learn more about Brenna Potter and coaching to confidence, please visit thesavvysession.com. We will share all of those links to Brenna so that you can be um, following her on socials and all that good stuff. And everyone, thanks for listening and join us next time when we share more stories of business, life, and fun. (laughs) 